Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. I've turned stuff in. I've turned stuff in, and then sent them an email the following morning and said, "Don't use that. I'll let me fix it." And yeah, then, you know, I, that's I've I've that rings a bell. Yeah. <laughs> well, you saw the new King Fu, right? Yes, King Fu, our newest sponsor, and one hell of a sponsor it is. <laughs> the twenty-four hour Southern style noodle dojo. That <laughs> ramen and karate. The way the king intended it, and we're glad to have them. Thank you very much. <laughs> I did research for that. <laughs> it was like Elvis Karate. The dude was a seventh degree black belt. Well. Yeah. <laughs> he was a seventh degree Elvis black belt. He's Elvis black there's, belt. There's always been some sort of, there's been some controversy about the legitimacy of those His, the, belts. The, 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 yeah. But it's kind of funny because I, I, I'm looking him up. And whatever the little outfit is called, which we decided wasn't kimono and it's wasn't pajamas. Gi. It's a gi. A gi. Anyway, he had his had like the red stripe, you know, down the fronts. Mm-hmm. Like wherever the, the, the double stitching is, mm-hmm. you know, folded over. So so like the robe fronts and then the hem of the shirt. And I yeah. think even the, the hem of the pants were blood red. So it's, if you look. It's Han Solo. He was Han Solo. Yeah. So and. <laughs> I think the funniest thing is, as I was looking through it, he either wore something with the collar underneath or had it made so his little uh, karate pajamas had had the, the raised collar. <laughs> like I said, there's always been some question about the legitimacy of his karate skills. That's right. I watched some, watch some of his like uh, early 70s concert footage when he tries to incorporate the karate into the uh, dance moves, and it's... Uh, oh. Yeah, that's a lot of that. Yeah, <laughs> well, a lot of that. Know, a lot of ho ho ho. Ho ho ho. No, no. Whoop it in the baby. Hiya. Okay, so I was in Illinois two years ago, maybe three years ago. Okay. And and we went to an Elvis impersonator, and the guy's name is Bill something, and he's like a really well known, and I mean. It's it's in like this country bingo hall. It's it's sort of like their event thing, and it is. It's basically a butler building, big giant concrete floor. It's a pole barn, more mm-hmm. or less, with sure. a kick-ass sound system in it, and a concession stand and a bar at one end. Um, but man, he had a I don't know a couple hundred people in there, and uh, they were digging it. And he he had the voice, the mannerisms. He was amazing. He was actually very very good. But yeah, yeah, he would do a couple of the karate moves. There was a scarf guy, a scarf <laughs> wrangler, who at the beginning of the show came out to like the stand and just laid scarfs on top of the stand, scarf after scarf after scarf. And he stands there in like a satin tour jacket, right? Mm-hmm. And this guy has been touring with Elvis impersonator for, I don't know, I think they said like 15 years, 20 years. And his job, his whole job is to hand Elvis a fresh scarf 
after the impersonator dabs it off and throws it in the crowd. <laughs> nice. So that's good work if you can get it. Uh, you remember Matt Dalvery. Matt uh, I remember has, Matt a, has is a, he new... a scarf wrangler now. Uh, <laughs> no, but he works with an Elvis impersonator, oddly enough. He, he, the other nice. day he sent me a photo and he said, I forgot to tell you, I work with Elvis. And apparently he's a very well-known as known Elvis impersonator in the St. Louis area. And I said something, some Elvis related snipe in the comment. And then a little while later, I got uh, a photo of Elvis's ride, which was uh, a, a late model Eldorado from, uh, and my response to that was to use that to cruise the high schools, because that's the only possible response to that photo. <laughs> Uh, maybe a Steve Davis is the guy. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I didn't get a name, just a photo. So I didn't ask any follow-up questions. I was too busy being snide because you know how I am. It's hard not to, you yeah. know. Because um, no, when you mentioned that, I just, oh, the top 10 best Elvis impersonators in St. Louis. Terry Phillips, Elvis himself is nice. That's good. Yes, Jerry Armstrong, tribute artist. Everett Howie, Greg Jaca Zulu. I don't. I don't. <laughs> she it's a very Jaka specific Zulu. audience for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Joe Brooks, Walt Sanders, Elvis tribute shoot, Young Elvis. Uh, none of these people look familiar to me. Okay, well, you haven't been there for a while, so the, the Elvis the Elvis impersonator game could have changed in St. Louis since you were there. It very well could have. But uh, it, it was kind of funny because his son uh, comes out and does uh, Jim Morrison. Uh, his, his son is a tribute act, does the doors of Jim Morrison. He looks like Jim, comes out, lizard kinged out, you know, midway through the set. He's now shirtless, writhing around on the floor. Come on, with, with, with his cock out. I mean, what's, I mean. Not that what, kind of crowd, what, but. <laughs> what's your family business? We impersonate people. We're tribute artists. Wait, isn't that illegal? I don't. Yeah. Um, and my beard yeah. is bushy. <laughs> yeah. Dad is, Dad is Elvis and I am Jim Morrison. My son's going to be uh, Springsteen. I don't know. What's the straight, What's the line there? I think it's Springsteen is next. Yes. Axel Rose. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so, it, was a, it was an interesting show and uh, people threw teddy bears and then he basically gathers them up and then at his show throws them back out. So the, the, the scarf wrangler, also the, the plushy wrangler. Um, that's a whole different job. That's a whole different <laughs> job. He just comes out with his big trash bag full of, of teddy bears. Love me, tender. Whoop. Love me, Love me sweet. Never yeah. let me go. Let me be your teddy bear. And then it really needs crack. a teddy bear cannon. <laughs> yeah. That would be fun. Have him do like the karate pose with the karate. It's an opportunity missed, man. Oh my God. That would be fantastic. They got to have it all, all spangled out. Yes. So it like, and they have a spotlight hit it. So it's pow, sparkles start everywhere. With, and then teddy start, bears start flying. Come start on, man. Start with the 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 Please during the show there will be, you know. Oh you know what it would be even because this is how my mind works. 
<laughs> I'm going to take it up a notch. Bam! Okay. Flavor Town, baby. Uh, Elvis comes out in all his Elvis glory, accompanied by a pair of Priscilla's with the cannons. With, with the teddy bear cannons. Yeah. Yes. So, well, yeah, one of them loads, the other one, <laughs> boom. The other one hands it back, grabs the other, boom, hands it back. Oh, my God. That was amazing. But I think they, while you and I appreciate the showmanship of that, <laughs> I think they're trying to recreate. Yeah. Capture that yeah. <laughs> we got a little more honky tonk man than Elvis in our show. Let's be honest. <laughs> he comes out with a chair and teddy bear cannons, smashes Tom Parker over the head, <laughs> sends a bunch of pills, <laughs> spelling it in the audience. Starts humming, starts up in banana, peanut butter banana sandwiches into the audience. <laughs> oh. Comes out okay. with a guitar, smashes it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we definitely have more honky tonk man in our DNA. Um, for better <laughs> or worse. Be, how killer would that be? That would just be, I'd I mean, see that show twice. <laughs> I, yeah, because you could almost guarantee it. I mean, the set list might be the same, but the experience is going to be different every time. Every single <laughs> time. Just hire local Priscilla's, you know? That's it. I mean, shit, yeah. I'm sure there's oh plenty God. of Priscilla wannabes, although they may not be the ones we want to on stage shooting the can and they may hurt themselves. But um, <laughs> oh, <man>. uh, anyway, <laughs> so, so how did you start? How did you start episode 21 of podcast slurp toast a podcast with a long discussion of Elvis impersonators and how we'd fix the experience? <laughs> how to improve the experience. Yes. Yes. <laughs> For us. For, well, yeah. I personally think it would draw in a younger crowd. <laughs> it needs to be more interactive. So um, you would have early 70s where he's still looking good in the jumpsuit. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. With the Priscilla's, with the teddy bear cannons. Yeah. With the, uh, you know, the, the, the 2001 Space Odyssey. And like the, the Spider-Man wings under the, under the arm. Poof. Yes, and then they hit him with a spotlight, boom, back to the audience crowd, arms out wide, spins around, does a couple of karate moves. Come on now. Sarah's come out. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> Give it to him, son. Boom, boom. <laughs> oh, in the top room. <laughs> <laughs> we need to find an Elvis impersonator who can see our who would, vision. Who we can talk into. I'm serious, though. Man, you get a golf cart and you trick it out to look like a Cadillac. <laughs> That may be how you spray paint, Lee, spray paint Lisa Marie on the side. Mm-hmm. This gold LeMay golf cart. Oh, yeah. And he doesn't so, leave sitting down. Hell no. You can, He's we standing can, up. We can 3D print some fins, man. This, this is 2021. Holy crap. This would be beautiful. Out through the crowd. Out into the crowd. In the, yes, yes, yes. Like the, like the, like the, uh, southern rock messiah that he is was and ever shall be well, if my mother actually, ever listens to a podcast watch this will be the one where we're denigrating elvis and she'll be really pissed off not denigrating reinventing there we go we're remat we're rebooting elvis. we're remastering elvis <laughs> <laughs> um by the way that is officially the title of the episode remastering, remastering elvis. elvis yep <laughs> so now we can talk about the King Food Noodle House. <laughs> People ask me, they go, how did that happen? I go, it goes like this. Bruce sends me a text. He's like, I had a thought. King Fu. It's like an Elvis impersonator wrestler thing, right? 
And, and it I'm still like, can be, by the way. It still can be. And I'm like, King Fu, I like it. Elvis theme something. What's the business? We kind of go back and forth. We call it a night. The next morning I get up and I write back, King Fu, thinking King Fo, noodles. It's a ramen house. You've come back with Southern style noodles or Southern style ramen. Everything is covered in gravy and grits and biscuits. And from there, and so, so uh, the people at work are sitting there going, you got all that from King Fu. I was like, you have to understand the dynamic. <laughs> the process, man. It's, it's organic. It is organic. I will send him like a sketch and he will come back with something. And I'm like, okay, got it. And I do my thing. And I'm like, am I living up to what we think this is going to be? Is this, I mean, I am so proud of that Elvis drawing. I cannot wait to own a King Fu t-shirt. I'm just telling you now, I will proudly wear that around Austin because the hipster factor, their heads are going to explode. Well, sure. And now that I've actually said that it's in Memphis and Las Vegas, when are we getting one? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. So, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn, the, I'm gonna turn the wagon here because you mentioned your work with Cyrus. And what's Cyrus's website? I forget. In this corner. In this corner dot com. Uh, org. Maybe. <laughs> okay. But it's a podcast, right? Yeah, you, I, I can find him on Facebook. Is in this corner. Okay, it's in this corner. It's a podcast by uh, uh, Cyrus Fees. Uh, mm-hmm. It's an MMA centric, and you've been doing a lot of cool illustrations of MMA uh, characters for him. Not, and I say characters in the loosest sense, not that they're fictional, but that all those guys are kind of characters. Um, <laughs> and in the course of that, as we discussed earlier today, you, you've been doing some research, and you wanted to talk about. Uh, I, okay. And I, I'm I'm curious to see what you what you got because I I mean you know I've you know, we used to do a lot of MMA talk in the early days of Gonzo Geek, Matt Dimo specifically, then John mm-hmm. did his MMA thing. And so I'm curious, and you and I have watched that, a couple that, of by fights. The way, that, 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 by the way, is how I hooked up with Cyrus, is he is from that, that Hunter, Tennessee, whatever that community is, Knoxville, mm-hmm. are they from Knoxville? No. Uh, no, uh, Gate City, Kingsport. Kingsport. Tri-Cities, okay. yeah. He's from the same area. Right. And so apparently he was a Funko collector, and somehow or another, it was like a John Morehouse and you are friends. And, and uh, I sent him either a friend's request or he sent me one. But anyway, somehow or another, through that Hunter and John connection is how I met this guy. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's a ring announcer, too. Um, cool. And he flies to, like, Dubai and South Africa. And I think he really? calls some of the fights. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> we need to get him on this show. He's yeah, absolutely, because we've got the connection. But yeah, he he does. So he does interviews with uh, with MMA fighters, and you know it, it's one of those where he's like, "I'm going to do uh, Jen's Pulver, Little Evil," right? Mm-hmm. So he sends me like one or two reference pictures, and then I go out and look and find more to see different angles, see poses. I'm looking for you know even reading interviews to find out kind of like. Uh, what's going on in their heads mm-hmm. so that you can kind of maybe capture something, you know, like a raised eyebrow or, or just, I mean, even just like the tick of a mouth makes a difference, right? Yeah, exactly. Sure. And then, uh, but as I'm doing this, man, I'm seeing a couple of these guys who like, like, like uh, Don Fry, he did Don Fry and I, Don Fry looks to me like a guy, yeah, he's had bad health problems, but he got out with his mind intact. Yeah. 
he's then had me do one of like uh, that Mayhem Miller and Crazy Horse slash Felony Bennett. And as I was showing these pictures to, to Frank at work, I was like, look at this guy. Look at here. He is young, you know, and he's, he's clearly 18, 19, 20 years old, real young, fresh face. Mayhem or the other guy? I don't know. I don't know. Ben. Both of them. Cause I think they both fall into this category. And then you see photos as they progress. Right. And so like, uh, um, the the felony Bennett, Bennett he his early photos young guy really fine features you know the nose is fine the little goatee is shaved really close the hair is really closely cropped mm-hmm. and then you see uh, these later photos and he's he's put on some weight and you look at the eyes man and the dude is you know what is the line from Aladdin one too many hits with the snake kind of a thing. <laughs> But I mean, you know, the hair is all bushy out, and and you can just you you you, <laughs> you see. I don't know, maybe brain damage. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> it's just... definitely that. I mean, I was it was after you said that earlier in the messaging to the, earlier today when you and I were talking. I I'll stop on watch clips. You know, I hardly ever watch full fights anymore because I just I don't want to pay for it because you never know how long the fights are going to go. But. Um, but or somebody gets, into a or like the fight they had a few weeks ago where the like the first uh, first interchange uh, one punch was thrown uh, the other guy threw a, a shin kick which shouldn't be any big deal and mm-hmm. it shattered his shin and his leg wrapped around the other guy's leg oh, and then he stepped, and then he stepped down on it and just crumbled. I'm, I'm not going to post any of that footage. It's out there. It's horrific. I mean, somebody's somebody like, made mention of that. Don't post any of that shit. Yeah, I think it was Hunter actually. But mm-hmm. yeah, but the, the I mean, that's a very basic like feeling out move. And I don't know. I mean, those guys kick really, really hard, and they toughen up their shins. They like they like beat their shins with sticks to harden them up to build up callus on the bone. But whatever combination oh. of that it was. That leg just, I mean, it it was like Stretch Armstrong around the other guy's leg, just bloop, and then he put it down, and it was it was awful. It was just awful. But anyway, yeah, so, I mean, that's my point of not paying for it, but but I've, I've covered a couple of them. Um, back in the old days, I did, uh, I think we're, I did a Strike Force and a Bellator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I mean, so I've been to them live, and they're very interesting live. The crowd dynamic is interesting, but watching those guys in there just beating the crap out of each other. I mean, there's science behind it, but at the end of the day, it really comes down to who makes the first mistake and who hits hardest. And you can see some of those guys suffering from it. I think I is your point, and I think I sidetracked things there. But anyway. no, no, that that is because you know you talk about the one punch makes a difference, right? I'm I was. Uh, on a treadmill, I'm watching the TV to, you know, kill time, right? And uh, it was like, you know, MMA's best knockouts for the week, right? So one guy, they're fighting, and one guy clearly has the upper hand. This guy is, he's cover, he's in guard, he's just, you know, he's, he's almost done for, right? So this guy takes like three steps back and goes for the Superman punch, mm-hmm. right? So he comes running up, he jumps, he's in the air, he draws back. Well, when he draws back, he he's up. all open. And this guy, out of his crouch, just kind of put one fist out like that and uh, had enough behind it that clocked him, hit, the, hit Superman punch right here. Right in one of the knockout spots. There's like three right yeah. there, right there, right there. Hit him right, hit him right yeah. in the button, they're going down. Doesn't matter who they are. Boom. And it was like, 
oh my god one punch and it was just completely over yeah yeah are are you are you get to the uh was it the was the bellator fight i did a couple years ago i don't think we've talked about this before was uh kimbo slice and dada and i thought those two guys were not gonna kill each other but just die in the ring because they were both out of shape it like it turned into less of a fight and more to see you could stay standing up for three rounds um and literally they had to take we thought dada had actually had a heart attack and died from the media section because like the fight ended he hit the mat and didn't get up and like they brought a backboard out they put oxygen on him and hauled him out he was so gassed gassed like literally near death he was admitted to the hospital and got out a couple of days later um yeah so i mean there's and then you see freaks like i mean and i haven't watched in a long time but some of those guys just like i was you know a couple of generations back on the fighters but i mean yeah i mean like you see a guy like chuck liddell or tito ortiz who have who those two guys had like legendary fights with each other and now i don't think they can spell their own names quite frankly <laughs> let's be honest it's yeah. chuck and tito i mean it's not like ebenezer von schnupenfurt or whatever i don't know <laughs> how that was but um yeah like one of the guys i was looking at and it i mean it, you know and it is that mayhem miller and I, I was telling my wife i go this is the guy that when your mom says don't keep making that face it's going to stay that way is that he has that that crooked eyebrow look you know and you see it like young photos that it's just one's a little raised and then you see something current and i mean it's it's permanently cocked. <laughs> now he may have had some work done because I mean he used to be uh, uh, he used to host a show on MTV mm-hmm. called Bully Beatdown, which I used to watch because it was just guilty pleasure to watch. You know, braggadocious bully have to fight MMA fighter. It was always just a horrible setup, akin to that show Cheaters, um, <laughs> and he hosted that and. Uh, <laughs> And, and used to get a kick out of watching cheaters, by the way. But yeah, anyway. no, it's, like, it's it's absolutely, absolutely. My favorite episode is the host got stabbed one night. Oh, I didn't see that one. They they confronted a cheater, and uh, either he, I forget, it was she pulled a knife and stabbed the guy, and they wow. had to take the host out. <laughs> yeah, wow. So wow. I mean, anyway, I was may, may the mayhem may have had some work done in hopes of furthering his uh, his. television career once bully beat down went away i don't know but uh yeah he was always odd looking but yeah those guys the the, i mean they train like a motherfucker but the abuse they take just standing in there beating on each other is yeah if we ever to have an interview with cyrus i'd ask him what's the shelf life of these guys careers yeah you know because you you do see like one group that's like i said don fry when you look in his face he's lucid you know, and like Shamrock, he's from the yeah Shamrock. He's gone, man. He looks like he is ready to fight at the drop of a hat. You just give him a paycheck and a place, and he's there. Oh, the <laughs> the Bellator fight I covered. It was there. That was he was the main event. Him and Hoyce Gracie, and they called the the match or called the, the match the fight uh, in Gracie's favor over something minor. And when we went to the post fight interviews shamrock was pissed <laughs> uh he legitimately thought he would you know, when they were sitting at the table together I'm like somebody needs to be between them because that's not a good dynamic they don't like each other <laughs> to begin with and this fight did not go the way anybody again why i don't pay to watch it 
because that was the hyped up five round grudge match and it went about a minute and a half. Oh uh, yeah. Oh. It was bad. It was bad. A ref stoppage in the first round. It was not good. Oh man. Yeah, I would love to get Cyrus on and talk talk a little MMA. I'm a little out of the loop, but I can catch up. Talk yeah. to him about it. See if he wants to do it. Yeah. Um yeah, because <laughs> maybe on a week I'm not like uh borderline exhaustion. Yeah, well, um, go ahead and tell you, uh, the podcast in a couple of weeks is probably going to get skipped because that's uh, 18th birthday slash graduation week. Ah, sure. So so I think that week is off the book. So maybe the next week, we'll just push it back one week and go Not first week problem. of June. Okay. Um, all right. So let's see. I made a list here. I had some thoughts. Um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announced the 2021 class today. And that's sort of, sort of my wheelhouse. So I'm going to bring that up. Okay. <laughs> it was it? it was Foo Fighters, which seemed like a no-brainer to me. Okay. Uh, Tina Turner, again, a no-brainer. Uh, was Tina Turner no... Uh, Carol King got in. Uh, okay. Uh, Go-Go's got in. Jay-Z yeah. got in. And Todd Rundgren got in. <clears throat> now... Oh, yeah, yeah. Because there was something... Sirius XM always runs the total. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, it's a shame that we don't see this band in. I'm like, before Tom Rundgren? No, that's that's actually the way the world is supposed to work. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, and I told my wife when she told me this morning, like, I have no problem with that that class as a whole, but mm-hmm. it is still 50% boomer. And they finally acknowledged the 80s happened by inducting the Go-Go's. The Go-Go's. Yeah. yeah. So maybe now we'll open those floodgates for some of the other bands that we grew up with that, <laughs> that Jan Winner and his cabal have just roundly ignored for the last <laughs> 30 years. I mean, it's hollow. And I've, have, I've had this, I wrote a long article about this a long time ago about Kiss taking forever to get in. It says Hall of Fame, not Hall of Artist Integrity. <laughs> I'm sorry Kiss sold more records than the New York Dolls on the same gimmick. But guess what? They're more famous. That was why legitimately, and I have no problem with Todd Rundgren getting in on the body of work, but let's be honest. Of the six that got in, he's the least famous of the six. There we go. Can you name two Todd Rundgren songs? I don't think you can. Bang on the drum. There's one. Everybody's going to get that one. Can you name another one? Hello, it's me. No, that's Oh, him. nope, that's him. Nicely done. <laughs> Nicely done. Nicely Here's done. Here's how I know that. He did an interview talking about why he wrote that song. <laughs> Wasn't it about B.B. Uh, Buell, if I remember correctly? It was about a breakup. That's all we know. Hello, it's me. Nicely done. Nicely done. You got the two Todd Rundgren songs. And uh, I get to go into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You get Todd's spot. <laughs> He did but, make Liv Tyler. No, uh, no he, he didn't. Did he raised Liv Tyler, Tyler, which is probably why Liv is a functional human being. Um, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. so like my argument is always, it's Hall of Fame. So whether I like them or not, they're relevant. But by God, Bon Jovi, uh, Def Leppard, sold a shit ton of records in the 80s. The Cure, The Smiths. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a, that whole genre is unrepresented as far as i know i mean i think depend no, i take it back because depeche mode got in last year and you always mm-hmm. think oh they let one in now the rest of them will get in no, no. there's a t- it's tokenism is what it is 
they let Guns <laughs> N' Roses in and Van Halen, and now we don't have to let any of those other bands in. I mean, no I'm, not gonna, I'm not making a case for Rat or Molly Crew as much as I like them. But and, 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 Sorry, and, D, you're not coming in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but when they put Black Sabbath in, they didn't take Ronnie James Dio. Come on. <laughs> they took the original four, much like they did with Kiss. That's the thing. They pick and choose who they allow in, even with bands that they allow in. That's what pisses me off. I mean, Ace Frehley and Peter Chris haven't been in Kiss since, legitimately, since the late 70s. No. But they only inducted the original four members of Kiss. Eric Carr, with the second drummer, was in the band for much longer than Peter Chris, <laughs> till he died of cancer. He, at least he should have gotten in. He should get an honorable mention. Exactly. <laughs> I think Gene and Paul were kind of pissed about that. Uh, but I mean, there's, there's bands that if you're just, like I said, my argument is always, it's Hall of Fame. I can name a dozen Bon Jovi songs. I can name two Todd Rundgren songs. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Rant Fair over. Rant over. No, no. <laughs> I, I I love the idea of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The execution pisses me off. Okay. and Because I, I don't... Again, okay, I'm not done. I'm not done. I take it back. <laughs> because now that the Foo Fighters are in, I don't know who the fuck else they, they put in as a rock band from there. Who else after the Foo Fighters are you? can you legitimately put in as a rock band? Pearl Jam. They're already in. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Everclear. <laughs> And then we're back to Rat and Motley Crue. <laughs> Smash Mouth. <laughs> Somebody told me they're getting Ed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's when we might have to burn the building down. Uh, artifacts and all, just take it down. Um, and, and now that Dave Grohl is in twice, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Foo Fighters are better than Nirvana. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And to me, it's not even close. It's, I mean, it's, it, to me, it's not even an argument. <laughs> Well, I think that Dave writes music for the joy of writing music, and uh, Kurt uh, clearly was working shit out. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't work out as well as he hoped. Didn't work. No, it, it did not go as well as planned. <laughs> no, no, it ended badly. It ended badly. All right, that's the end of my Rock and Roll Hall of Fame rant. Scratching that off the list. So <laughs> off the list. <laughs> yeah, I just, did you hear it? Um, I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> so earlier today, we were having a meeting at work. Um, and we're, I started a new position in, in risk operations a couple of weeks ago, doing training for that. And we have to, to remove items or users from the site. We have a specific set of proofs we have to be able to, to, to apply. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of them is extreme listing violations. And okay. we hadn't really covered the specifics of that up to this point. And I'm like, can we talk about that one? <laughs> I, need know exa- I need to know exactly what that entails. So it's it's uh, selling drugs, selling uh, yes. specific fetish items. There's a specific list. Um, uh, I mean, somebody <laughs> put it together. Oh, well, even worse, there's a parenthetical example list. And one of my uh, training teammates looked up what one of them was because she didn't know. And we were all like, don't do it. Oh, it's too late. You'd already <laughs> seen it. Uh, you can't unsee that now. Um, uh, pharmaceuticals, fetish things, um, specific types of pornography. Uh, and okay, the, specific types. Weird. Well, I mean that uh, just this little cheesecake uh, booby shot's okay. 
it, the, hard that, for water sports the, is out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And loving your dog might not make the cut. Um, mm. Things of that nature. And the one that I that, that generated the most conversation was around uh, marijuana and okay. the fact that it is legal in some places and not and that, in others now. And how, do, how would we handle that in an ongoing manner? And, and the, the company line is, unless it applies to all 50 states, we don't, we don't cut it, subcut it below that. But of course, nice my, but, but my mind, of course, then went to, well, there's your Smokey and the Bandit remake. <laughs> it's some guys taking. <laughs> They're hauling weed instead of cores, man. Across the South, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Right? There's got to be which uh, I think Virginia, according to Hunter, Virginia's legalizing it. So we got to get it from uh, Virginia uh, to uh, Colorado. I mean, it's a kind of a reverse. Yeah, yeah. Well, Missouri has <laughs> legalized it. Okay, uh, okay. So see, there's there's the hop, and then there's your remake. We've been <laughs> we've been toying with for a thousand years. How do we do that and make it? It's a weed run now. Oh my God! Yes. Cannon weed. Oh, speed ball run. No. Uh, <laughs> eight, eight ball run. <laughs> I like speed ball run. I'm not going to okay. lie. <laughs> grass, gas, grass, or ass. Nobody rides for free. <laughs> it's the speed ball run. It's James Franco. It's a sexual thing we can't use. Yeah, he, he's out. But Seth Rogen can be Seth snowman. Seth Rogen totally is, yes. Absolutely. Our, I, I always thought I was like the uh uh danny mcbride for snowman yes i can see and seth is bandit <laughs> no 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 um uh, who's bandit mcconaughey <laughs> yeah on this one yeah actually that works <laughs> it totally hey. works hey, all right all right all right uh, let me take my shirt off real quick <laughs> <laughs> actually mcconaughey is bandit in a stoner remake is beautiful <laughs> speedball rub and actually you know what if it's a stoner remake then by god seth rogan does have to be snowman mm-hmm. yep <laughs> <laughs> that, that works that works oh man. i love that oh my stoner remake of in the band <laughs> Just in case anything's come to come true, we can go back references mm-hmm. yeah. and say you owe us. Yes, royalties because we know you heard our podcast. That's right. Because there's no way that you came up with this shit on your own. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. So wait. Hold on. Now we have to finish. There's only like five rolls. So let's finish this up. So who's our stoner frog? Oh man. That chick from Weeds. <laughs> what the hell's uh, her name? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, no, uh, you make me look it up. No, um, but I think, I mean, I, oh, he's dead. I was going to say Bert has to be smoky, but he's dead. So he can't do that. Um, I always wanted to see him. Mary Louise, Mary Louise Parker. That's it. I knew she had three names. Yeah. Um, that could be fun. That could be fun. Uh, so, so we're we're turning a little older for our, for our stoners. Maybe we have like the young proud boy, uptight sheriff, um, and just proud an idiot. 
<laughs> so it's just saying. Um, oh, man. Let's see. Okay, I'll tell you who I want to be Big Enos, though. Okay. Tommy Chong. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> Famous weed smokers. Wow, Actually, apparently. No, no. <laughs> just Cheech and Chong is Enos. Is is the, the Enoses? The Enos brothers. We'll just make them brothers. That could be fun. You can work Willie Nelson in there, too. <laughs> oh, t- <laughs> Okay, Miley Cyrus, maybe then. As that's the, uh, your frog, I think. <laughs> that's yeah. your frog. Yep, yep. My, okay, so we got we got Matthew as Bandit. We got Miley as Frog. We got we got uh, Seth as Snowman. Oh, I like that. And then we just need some uptight dudes. To, and we got Cheech and Chong as the, as the Enos Brothers. As the Enos Brothers, yes. Oh man. Sure. Who else is on the Chappelle. list? Chappelle could be on Oh. Man. I kind of like Chappelle now for Snowman. <laughs> Just in the truck. Stopping oh, at the God, Redneck this... Dives. <laughs> for real. <laughs> I'll do this now. <laughs> yes. There we go. Oh, I, think, I, think, I think Seth just lost his job. I think that has to be Chappelle. Oh, I think uh, yeah, I think just the 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 idea of Chappelle driving a truck cross country full of weed, <laughs> the smoke blowing out the window. It is a we're making a Cheech and Chong movie, by the way, is what we're doing. Pretty much, pretty yeah. much, pretty much. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Willie can do the stoner version of Eastbound and Down. There you go. <laughs> See, we'll work him in. It's yeah, he he's the buyer or something. Oh, that's too funny. So and yeah, that still- so that's where my mind went during <laughs> during my training class this morning. Was was let's make let's make smoking <laughs> the bandit with weed. <laughs> and I knew I had fodder for tonight when I thought I had the thought. <laughs> you know, we were talking about uh pictures of people with their pets loving their pets, right? <laughs> Early days, early days of the internet, right? So uh, this friend of mine, she comes over to the house. We've been out drinking, right? And she says something along the lines, because you ever looked at pornography on your computer? I was like, yeah. She goes, what's it like? I go, it's boring because it takes forever for the pages to load, right? <laughs> oh, dial-up porn, yes. <laughs> yeah, dial-up porn. So she goes, I want to see it. I'm like, all right, because we've been drinking, right? So I'm like, fine, <laughs> you know, naked stuff and all this. But anyway, we're cycling through stuff, and one of them is bestiality, right? And so it's like, what does that look like? She goes, what does that look like? I'm like, all right, click. Well, this thing just kind of creeps up slowly (laughs) by slowly. And both of us who are like giggling, stop giggling. And you could just feel this this, this wave of horror and revulsion kind of like emanate from that duh, 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 duh. Uh, and we were all like, <laughs> oh, oh my God. <laughs> I, I was kind of, the, the specific category that my uh, my training teammate looked up was was scat. And it was just like, oh. no, 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 you can't unsee that. No, no. <laughs> and that was a thing. So now we're sitting there looking at this picture. She's like, what do we do? I go, I should probably hit back or next. <laughs> Let's see what's next. So we hit the next button. And oh, it, no, 
over here next? There was a whole sequence of this woman and her dog. And at one point, we're looking at the photo. I'm like, nobody in this photo looks like they're having a good time. The woman does not. The dog looks confused. I don't know what the hell's going on. I can't imagine being in the room with everybody, you know. Who's shooting that shit? That's the guy. That's the guy I've always wondered about. The guy who's like going, okay, (laughs) now uh, grab the balls of the dog. You know, I mean, just... What the fuck kind of did he's the one you, he's the one you have to worry about, right? We know the dog doesn't have his say, and the woman is doing it clearly for drugs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're the motherfucker who's pr- producing the shit. That's <laughs> it'll be my grand opus. No, it won't. No, no, won't. no. This is the thing that may keep you from you know ever living in a nice neighborhood ever <laughs> again. <laughs> oh, Jesus, you're gonna get to go all of your neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> yep yep oh man one of the girls on my daughter's palm team they had this like 18 19 year old kid and it, she's 14 right right was at the time and he's kind of like hitting her up on instagram or snapchat or something your daughter no 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 the, oh, my okay. daughter's friends okay and the parents are like you know we're not exactly sure how to address it you know i was like that's ah, real easy for me i just pull them aside and say hey man I don't know what the hell you're doing or what you think you're doing, but quite honestly, I'm about 20 minutes from making you introduce yourself to all of your neighbors for the rest of your life. (laughs) So you may want to leave my daughter alone. (laughs) I was like, you, you can't do that. I was like in a heartbeat. I totally would. (laughs) I'd have him in front of the cops and I would push to have him uh, registered as a sex offender. (laughs) Well, you'd ruin his life. I go, Yep. <laughs> better, better his than my daughter's. Weird how that works out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's kind of strange that I don't sort of think that the, you know, 14 year old and 18 year old is an appropriate relationship. And yeah, I'm going to end it for this. <laughs> <laughs> he did for good. Yeah. He'll never get a date again. <laughs> well, you might. <laughs> Short eyes and all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so <laughs> speaking of speaking of uh, references we know from from watching too many cop detective shows and reading too many books. The other night we were TV was on background noise and I think the voice was on and they cut to the judges and John Legend had on this yellow suit and a um, and a floral shirt underneath it with like a medallion and and my oldest Jack has been watching some Miami Vice and enjoying it. And I said, Jack, John Legend looks like a drug dealer on Miami Vice who's got to move some weight. <laughs> and he busted out laughing because <laughs> he got it. I'm like, God damn, that's awesome. He got that. <laughs> Sitting behind massive bricks of cocaine. Exactly. <laughs> Cursing out Dennis Franz or somebody. <laughs> How those cops turned actors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he keeps going. And he's like, I saw this person. I'm like, yeah, that's half the fun of watching Miami Vice at this point is seeing who showed up as a guest who went on to become famous on their own. Like, look for Bruce Willis. Look for Liam Neeson doing ungodly things to the car. I didn't say the last part, but I'll never forgive him for blowing up the Ferrari. Uh, John Leguizamo's <laughs> in it. Um yeah, Willie Nelson's in an episode coming back to Willie. Wow. <laughs> uh, 
The guy who was D-Day in Animal House is is an episode, I think. Him or the other guy that looks like I'm him. I'm pretty sure I've seen him live. Like I was like when I worked at Crown Center. Because it was like, that's D-Day. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I also saw the old man, Kolchak. Oh, the Night Stalker? Yeah. Nice. Because it was like looking at him going, that's the old man. That's If I call him Kolchak, will he know? Well, <laughs> <laughs> He'll know you're a fan. Darren, Darren McGavin. Is yes, that that's correct. Go. Man, I am on fire tonight. You are. You're out, you're out <laughs> referencing me. <laughs> we had a discussion that you and I have had. Somebody said something about Spencer's. And somebody goes, oh, yeah, you get that at Spencer's Gifts. And somebody else in the building goes, who's like a few years older than me, goes, those are still around? I go, not only are they still around, but the merchandise mix is the same as when we were kids. Yes, it is. <laughs> and she's the, like, what? I go, it's amazing to me, but somehow or another, all the Blacklight posters are still fucking Iron Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie lives, man. That's right. The incense is on the right. <laughs> The t-shirts are on the left, and the adult the, items are on the back. That's right. The goth jewelry, the, the sperm Lava candles, lamps, the, the, lava. the day-glow lava lamps. Yeah. No, I have teenage sons. I've been in a Spencer's in the not-too-distant past. Um, and it's still more enjoyable than Hot Topic, which just is like oh. the, the death core blah, 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 music all the time. I'm like, no, I don't. I don't. They have better t-shirts at Hot Topic now. but Oh, yeah, they totally do. And, and here's the deal. Funko is big at, at Hot Topic. Yes. They, they partnered with them early. So there are stuff you have to go to Hot Topic to get. And you're kind of like, all right, well, I got my kid with me. Cool. So I can say that I'm with, with her. Exactly. <laughs> She's yeah. grabbing. This, this beard doesn't belong in Hot Topic, but I go with the boys. I'm okay. That's exactly right. And uh, yeah, that's the whole thing. And you go in and you're just like, <laughs> and they're like hey you collect the funko things yeah it's like yeah do you know all about them and it's like sweetheart yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes i know a little yeah. bit about them yeah last time uh Pollo went uh with his girlfriend i think his girlfriend or somebody else oh maybe his mother for his prom tux i don't remember he went and he came home proudly displaying his social distortion t-shirt i'm like yeah mm-hmm okay <laughs> Good shirt. Well, let, me that go dig the, yeah, let me go dig the original out. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool shirt, bro. <laughs> it's like my daughter. At least she sticks to her band. So, you know, 21 Pilots, which <laughs> it's not so bad, but I, I kept calling the band Blurry Face because of their one song. <laughs> She's like, she goes, you want to listen to 21 Pilots? She has an Arctic Monkeys in my car right now, which is actually really good. They're okay. I don't, I don't hate them. I think the scary part is that our both favorite song off of the album is Why Do You Always Call Me When You're High? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> my daughter just likes the beat, you know, and, and I actually find the song to be quite amusing. <laughs> you have to live some life. So, 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 that's a song. You gotta live my life to wear boots like these. What? <laughs> uh, ben Harper, I believe. Ah, okay, there we live, go. Live my life to wear boots like these. Love that song. Um, see what else did I write down? Oh, you know, we we've been uh, we last week we started that new feature. What's on my desk? Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> save that till the end. I was gonna save that till okay. the end. I wrote down a couple more things. 
All right, good, good, good. So How about an umpire, uh, Angel Hernandez? Is? No, I don't think we need to talk about that because it's evident. It's 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 per se. Uh, Wait a minute. I, I, umpires shouldn't get RBIs. I saw I that know, comment and I thought it was brilliant. By the way. Oh, I was. Wait a minute. It's, we're up four four nothing. His strike zone is that very weird angel strike zone, which may be about like one foot inside, three feet outside, and just coming the just bringing the bat off of your shoulder as a check swing. You know. Oh, he was horrible. So he. First batter, they walk. Second one, he calls a hit batter. And they go in and look at the tape. And you can watch the replay on the Jumbotron. And that ball clearly hits the nub of the bat and ends up in the catcher's glove. It should be, you know, a foul tip. He's out. No. That puts him on first. He then, pitcher, turns, looks back. Guy on second's got a huge lead, fires it into second, calls a balk. What? Oh, yeah. Calls a balk. So now the runners are in uh, second and third, and then I was just like, he just got two RBIs. I'm I'm sure he should be thrilled. The guy behind me goes, yeah, he got four last night. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, look at that. You're going all pro. Well, I just realized I spit in my mic a few minutes ago, so. Ah. (laughs) Can't afford to replace it. I don't even know if that'll work. We'll see if there's any difference. Now you can't see my face. There you go. Um, have you read um, Lazarus by Greg Rucka? No, I've not. I've seen it, but I have not read it. I just wanted, I, I binge read the first three volumes this week because I had <laughs> I had checkouts from the library again. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, I run hot and cold on Rucka and his stuff. Um, I like some of it. Some of it I can't read. I I stopped. I uh, was it. Uh, he did a checkmate series, and I like read the first volume. I'm like, yeah, I'm done with that. <laughs> um, but this one's kind of cool. The concept is uh, in the future at some point, the world is divided up between sixteen families, <laughs> very wealthy families, each with their own, you know, for lack of a better word, gimmick, pharmaceuticals or whatever oh their area of uh yeah expertise right great uh, like so like bezos buffett's uh, (laughs) gates gates some russian oligarch you got it (laughs) pretty much what i was thinking i was reading we're not that when this started a decade or so ago this was kind of far-fetched now it doesn't seem so strange um but each family has a lazarus which is their assigned uh essentially the leader of their military their assassin their bioengineered perfect weapon oh okay it's 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 uh, he got some advice from warren ellis in the beginning on where ellis, lots of swearing and shit <laughs> well and, and where where ellis thought things might be going you know with uh bioengineering so uh, it's an interesting read um and also you know follows a couple of the uh so there's there's the families right then there's the serfs who are in good with the families and then everyone else is waste okay <laughs> so every time they switch scenes there's a little blurb at the top which family controls the territory how many family members are on site either permanently or temporarily how many serfs there are in the territory and then how much waste there is so it's very very dour uh but it's got that kind of groovy post-apocalyptic uh 
thing that I like. So I enjoyed it. Uh, I think you would as well. So you might want to check okay. that one out. All right. So I don't know. That's my my read. Well, actually, I had two reads for the week. I read also earlier today. I read uh, a Doctor Doom book, which I like. Doom. You know how I love Doom. I do. I've got an idea for a Doom shirt, but I need to one find the perfect image. But what are you awesome. looking for? Because I may have one. I just really need um, uh, a headshot. Got just it. A good head. A good clean headshot. Got it. I, I, I screen capped one from the book I read today because I loved it so much. It's the one you want. I'll send it okay, to you in good. a bit. Uh, but this is like Doom um, having an existential crisis, which is kind of cool. Um, like the things are moving past him. He's not having as much vision as he once had. <laughs> Kang keeps popping in intermittently as some sort of like chronologically displaced Greek chorus asking what year, which timeline he's in. Um it was really cool. It was written by uh, Christopher Cantwell, and uh, okay. it's called Welcome to Pottersville. I mean, there's Taskmasters in it, Modox in it. Damn. Um, yeah, it was it, Morgan Le Fay. It was, it was a fun read. I mean, I knocked it out in no time. Um, highly recommend that one. I'm going to tag uh, Mr. Cantwell when I do the notes so he knows I enjoyed his book. Um, so, yeah, the only other th- I had one more thing, and I, th- I think this might be an interesting conversation for you and I because – um it's a two-parter so and then we'll get onto your desk but humor me for a minute um i finished watching uh invincible last night have you finished that i did i did i did and then started on uh, yeah this last weekend i wrapped up invincible wrapped up the boys because i never bothered to watch the last episode uh and then we started jupiter's legacy oh is that out because i read those books last month Yes, those that is out. Okay, I'll have to check that one out. But um, so I was watching Invincible, and I think I had the thought, I, this is really annoying. I'm oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. Um, get out of my way. Um, I'd had the thought when I was reading the books was it was an interest. I like the way that Kirkman took all the like the sort of like archetypal characters and sort of twisted them around the way he does things, mm-hmm. and and it got me thinking about. Um, when we used to play the Marvel superhero role-playing game back in the day. <laughs> and, and it was in the 80s, so we were all very much into the dark, gritty characters at the time, the Wolverine yes. and Punisher. Bloodsport, blood yeah. this, blood this. What yeah. was A bruise or no, what was it? What? I had the name for one. Frank came up with one, but yeah, anyway, the yeah. these guys. Battery, wasn't it something? I no, it was like a blood bruise or blood shot or <laughs> the hell was it? Uh, no, because the sidekick was bruised. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. And I was thinking to myself, because we used to like roll those random characters up and then we'd get annoyed with the powers that we would get sometimes. And, mm-hmm. I, and I was thinking to myself, it would be a whole lot of fun to do that now, the way our minds work, having <laughs> more experience under our belts and get some random ass power set and see what you could come up with it. Because I was watching the episode where, where Robot reveals his true form. Uh-huh. spoiler alert i'm gonna have to do a tag at the front of the show and just say spoilers within or something because then okay but anyway um and i was like because i remember in the big power book that we bought there was one that was like you know specific type of like you know you could be a robot but not be the robot it was one of those kind of it's kind of like that and i was thinking that, that was actually what got me thinking about it like, what kind of weird ass power set could you roll and make useful that would be fun to do i think Yes. Well, no, because, yeah, because we'd have like a guy that's like, oh, you can transmutate uh, elements. 
yeah, which turned into I turn all the carbon in your body to <laughs> sodium and you explode because the water in your body reacts and you just blow up. Because <laughs> I had just enough chemistry knowledge to make that work. And Art would be like, you can't do that. And it's like, well, I've got teleportation, so I'm going to teleport him into a wall. You guys can't do that. You're heroes. We're gritty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did play blood clot. That was blood, was blood clot, <laughs> blood clot and bruise, <laughs> blood clot and bruise. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah. I just like I said, it was just it was a thought I had. I was like, there's a couple of I found a couple of random character generators online uh-huh. for that game. They exist. Oh, really? Yes, I'll try and put a link to one in the show notes. Because um, I every once in a while I'll just go, okay, click, click, click. What can I do? I have done this because apparently I have too much free time. I used to. I don't anymore, but uh, we'll see. Okay, so I've got a got a demon with skin grafting power, so I can make this will work. I can do all kinds of fun shit with this. You know, whatever. But it, it like rolls the whole thing out for you, and then you can just sit there and go, I seal up all the orifices in your body. <laughs> <laughs> you what? That's it. Your mouth, nose, eyes, ears, You're... butt, all penis. All <laughs> no, shot. Nothing's getting out. I close every pore in your body. <laughs> and you suffocate. Because <laughs> that's what demons do. <laughs> I mean, seriously, think about think about how we played that game back then as we gr- grim and gritty. Imagine with the, the amount of useless information in our heads now and the willingness we have to go too far now. <laughs> What we would what we would create and what we would do with them, we really, really and truly would be the villains of the piece. Oh my god, yes! I had somebody at work said something to me, and he goes, "Oh yeah, you wanna you wanna have a little contest about who can get the raunchiest?" I go, "I'm gonna stop you right there." And he goes, "Why?" I go, "I'm smart. I read a lot. I have a fantastic vocabulary, and I have no shame. There is nothing you say that's going to offend me." and Everything out of my mouth will be offensive. <laughs> you really need a manager. <laughs> <laughs> or a hype man or something just to kind of like <laughs> run around with, you don't want none of this. You don't want none, you of, want none of this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you're this. Really? That's the best you got? Let me just tell you a story. <laughs> It's like this old Buddy Hackett routine, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's watching Buddy Hackett like on The Tonight Show. Where he <laughs> comes out and he's very clean. But then like watching this HBO special where, I mean, it's just horrific. It's just this river of filth coming out of this guy's mouth. <laughs> Not the guy from The Little Mermaid. Exactly. <laughs> so he's, he, he's telling these stories and they're raunchy. And he goes, oh, I, I, I'm sorry if, if I offended you. Because there's this woman in the audience, right? did you find my language offensive and it, did it upset you yeah well let me i got a joke for you then let me it's a good joke let me let me set this up for you okay two lesbians are fucking an alligator on a crosstown bus <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> given the time frame that must have been that is wow <laughs> yeah but that has always stuck with me. <laughs> and somebody says, I'm like, yeah, I've got two lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Oh my God, they're on a bus. <laughs> All right. Hey, Steve. <laughs> yeah, what? What's on your desk? Oh my God. Thanks for asking. Uh, you're going to get a kick out of this. I hope as, so. Because as we talked about Spencer's gifts and how they like have all the same shit for you 40 years. You set me up, you son of a bitch. No, actually, I just tied it together now. <laughs> okay. But we're also of an age where like action figures weren't hyperposable, weren't overly sculpted. Right. You know, so Hasbro has released the Marvel Legends Kenner line. Oh, you're kidding me. Nope. <laughs> oh, wow. So like four points of articulation and a shield. Five points if you count his head. And somehow, and I don't know if it's intentional, but his little gloves are kind of weak. <laughs> so they do spin around. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's for shield manipulation. I think that's for shield manipulation. Uh, I bought two. and uh, Johnny, Johnny Human Torch. Johnny Human Torch. I like yeah. that one. Actually, translucent. It's actually nice. pretty cool. Nice. I think that if Kenner actually made it, it had been the orange one with the black uh, orange painted on. Yes. Hold Johnny my torch up again. I want to see that one. Very cool. I like the flaming shins. He'd be a, <laughs> be a bear in, a mar- in an MMA fight. In an MMA fight, yeah. <laughs> it, look at that. Look at that little arm guard thing he's got going on. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. No, these are... Uh, yeah, you said you got those at Spencer's? Who they have? So they have cap. Well, I, didn't, I didn't get them at Spencer's. Oh, okay. I got these at Target. Okay. But since we were talking about throwbacks, I was kind of like, <laughs> who else have they done so far? They did. Um, They're sure Spider-Man they did Wolverine. Haven't done him yet. Really? Right. So the first one was uh, Cap, Black Panther, um, Iron Man, Hulk. And the Hulk is, you know, the green just really looks terrible. But anyway, Miss <laughs> Marvel uh, with the, the, the short Carol Danvers with the short skirt and the, the lightning bolt. Nice. Across her chest. Spider-Man and Electro, And Johnny Human Torch. And uh, there's two waves out. Um, yeah, I think they're going to do a gray Hulk later. Uh, Ooh, Joe Fix It. Actually, Joe Fix It. Joe Fix it or like the well, original? No, I think it's original. Okay. Or maybe is it? Is it? Is it shit. You, said, you said those are Hasbro. Yeah, Hasbro's doing them. Nice. And it's the yeah they're and they actually oh hell's bells I forgot to bring I have I forgot to put this on my desk, but the card art they actually recreated the original card art too. Oh really? So hang on. Yeah. All right. Look, well, Steve's right. going to his closet of wonders again. I think. Let's see. Nope. No, he didn't go to the closet of wonders. Huh? Well, he didn't yeah. go to the closet of wonders. No, I did not. But yes. Oh, that is very cool. And then, of course, the back where, you know, why are none of these cards, what are the, none of the vintage toys carded? Because we all cut out the... Uh, the trading cards. The trading cards, yes. Of course. That's half the fun, man. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I like bought this. I'm like, I'm probably, pretty sure I should probably leave it in the case. But uh, uh, fuck that. Fuck that. What's the fun in that? I, uh, no fun. No fun. Uh, uh, my, my son's, this, there is a tie-in here, I swear. My son's discovered uh, Dr. Steve Brule on Adult Swim, our okay. streaming services. Have you ever seen that? No, I have not. It's John C. Riley doing like a, a public access show where he's a doctor. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I have seen that. Okay. So they discovered that and apparently binged the whole, whatever, 
and and now they were like, what else? Like, you really just need to dive deeper into Adult Swim. I said, your next stop should be Robot Chicken. Um, Robot Chicken is hilarious. And I said, they were like, what's? I said, it's all done with action figures, mostly the vintage Amigo. And, and it's fantastic. It's, it's amazing. If they don't have them, they make them. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, yes yeah, I think do. I've steered my 17 year old sons into robot chicken land I like it okay so you're asking which other characters are in the yes. and this, uh, you've got Daredevil on the okay. Electra Black Panther, Human, Johnny Human Torch Miss Marvel, Captain America Iron Man Iceman interesting choice Blue Clear so which is pretty cool Hulk and Magneto Interesting. I bet Magneto has magnets in his hand. That would be cool as hell, wouldn't it? It would. I be. think Cyclops is coming up in a, in a future wave. <laughs> today in my Slack, see, it all ties together. Earlier today in in my Slack channel at work, somebody posted a picture from some movie. I think it was Johnny Lee Miller from Hackers. I'm not sure. And somebody <laughs> else posted, "Man, he looks like an emo Scott Summers." To which I replied, "So, <laughs> so Scott Summers then." <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun! Because oh, you know he's not the most jovial of characters ever. Scott, no, no, he's not. Okay, future wave. The next wave out will be Sue Storm. Okay. Uh, and I think they missed an opportunity here to cast her in clear plastic. She is not translucent. There was one of those back in the day. Yes, exactly. Uh, Cyclops, uh, mm-hmm. first appearance Hulk. Okay. And Bullseye. To complete your Frank Miller trilogy. That's right. And that's the, yes, with the target on his forehead and the, you know. No oh. thing. No thing? No thing yet. Uh, Ant-Man and Vision are also being shown. So, yeah, wave three is Ant-Man, Bullseye, Gray Hulk, Sue Storm, Vision, and Cyclops. That's quite a mixed bag. That's a very mixed bag. I think what's funny is I was on a message board where they were talking about it. And people were like, those are fugly. Bring back these with all the articulation. It's like, dude, you don't appreciate how much more imagination we had to, to make oh, these Oh, God, work. yes. <laughs> you know, because... <laughs> And I'm flying at you. <laughs> I mean, you know yeah, how hard it was. Flame on. <laughs> you know how hard it was to stage a battle with Mego characters getting them to all stand up, and like keeping keep getting them standing up, and then keeping them all standing up while you did your battle with those stupid plastic boots. <laughs> okay. Um, did you ever twist Amigo too far? Oh yeah. Pop the rubber band. Pop. <laughs> My dad ran a uh, ran a chop shop for a while. <laughs> he one of mine broke, and he figured out how to fix it. And I told my friends, and next thing you know, everybody was bringing them to my house, and my dad was 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 running a first aid station for busted Migos. <laughs> Big Dave had had the hookup. <laughs> Big Dave's Migo repairs. <laughs> yep, yep. They were never quite right, but they stayed together. So. <laughs> they were actually easier to pose after that because the elastic wasn't so damn tight. Oh my God. Yes. I just remember the first time I had, I forgot what, I don't remember who it was. It may have actually been one of the big 12 inch GI Joe's, mm-hmm. but yeah, I twisted it and you, you hear like pop and then the arms fall off and the legs drop off. 
just like it just <laughs> and one by Metallica starts playing. <laughs> Darkness taking my sight, taking my arms, absolute horror. Yeah, I broke Joe. <laughs> and then years later, it would become your sister's job. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> yeah, years later is when you find out that it was worth $800 yeah. now. Yeah. Of course, the, 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 uh, the G.I. Joe story my mother loves and father both love to tell on me was I had the, the Jeep with the, the trailer and it had like the searchlight, the floodlight that plugged in. Mm-hmm. It was like you put a, like a, like a D cell in the Jeep and it had two little contacts on the back of the Jeep and you plug this floodlight in. Well, I guess some guys were at our house doing some work at one point, and one of them stopped me from plugging this the light into the wall socket. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> like apparently I was real close because it was like you know two wires with copper tips. That was I was heading for the plug, and the guy apparently just stopped me cold and told my mom. I, and the floodlight disappeared shortly after that. I don't know. If I ever got it back. Amazing how that happens. Man, oh man. But anyway, no, I saw those at Target and I actually, I bought them just, just to have them on my desk in case somebody asked me. What are the odds? What are the odds? What are the odds? I, 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 one of the only moments of show prep is. (laughs) That and this little sticky note right here. (laughs) Show prep kids. It's the heart and soul of what we do here. It's kind of funny though. I mean, they really, you know, the, the, they're not hard plastic, too. They're a little soft and squishy. Really? Uh, yeah. More like, but I mean, remember, you know, in Star Wars and the action oh. figure, the action feature of your Star Wars, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Obi-Wan with the thing that came out of his... his uh, <laughs> a little plastic penis. I'm the best of what I do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Darth Vader had like the dog penis shoot out of his arm. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll be one. I fight you with my red rocket. <laughs> oh, this is going downhill rapidly. Oh, it is, you know it's kind of funny too because I I've watched some guys like doing it un- unboxing video. Okay, it's an unbox. This is not unboxing. Okay. <laughs> That's just ripping the plastic thing off the front of the car. Yeah. It's just, you're just he's like, yeah. He's like, lazy. oh, you got this really cool Captain America, and it's got this really cool card art, and this is really cool, and it's just a really cool figure. And he's clearly, he's filming it with, you know, <laughs> like, I can hold it up to the camera. He's, he's sitting there with his, it's bad, it's out of focus, but. Uh, now, I have a question about that one, because I feel like the original Captain America in that size had like a, uh, like the shield was like had a shield launcher that went in his hand and you push the button and it shot the shield. Does that guy have that? No, he's That's got a the legacy a of hole. Boba Fett. Yeah, he's got a hole in his back where I think uh, you know the the coward Robert Ford shot him. Or, uh... <laughs> wow, nicely done. <laughs> <laughs> that was solid. That was good. All right, I think we're done. <laughs> I don't think we're, we're going out on a high note this week. That's it. <laughs> Episode 21 of Slurp Toast, the podcast. 
We're done. We'll With the see Jesse you James reference. Bam. Bazinga. <laughs> uh, we'll see you in a couple of three weeks, whenever my kids get graduated, and then we'll do this again. And until then, Alrighty. I'm still Bruce. I'm still Steve. And we'll see Adios. you. Good night. <laughs>